0: Good morning. It's 9.30. It's a beautiful, sunny Monday morning. I'm Marianne Myers. I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins, and we're here to uh, talk about food on Food Talk. Good morning, Linda. (laughs) Good morning, Marianne. (laughs) It's Food Talk, and it's very summery lately. I
1: know, I know. And the rain was really nice, wasn't it? Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. And it was enough that I think it mattered yeah, I kind of hope it does it again.
0: Uh, my, uh, my, uh, what I uh, optimistically referred to as landscaping <laughs> was pretty happy about it. Do you know
1: what my landscaping style is officially? When you look it up in a book, no, abandoned homestead.
0: <laughs> uh, I, 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 I own it. <laughs> Sad it's but a, true. <laughs> it's a, a wildlife motif. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God, it's delicious. Though we had little one horned deer in the yard last night, and he oh. wasn't leaving. It was just too good. Yeah, it's so, that time. Yeah, the dogs yeah. barked themselves practically unconscious. <laughs>
0: <word>. Well, it's <laughs> summer. What are you? What are you cooking?
1: Let's see. Um, lately, I've just been making mistakes (laughs) oh i made some pot de creme you know that's kind of like chocolate pudding yeah the other day and it didn't set up right it was kind of it wasn't like not set up at all but it just was kind of like a loose pudding it wasn't thick like pot de creme and i think what i did is i put too many eggs in there because i was trying to make it again this morning and um uh I have the recipe in my head and I'm like, okay, nine eggs. And I'm like, you know, something went wrong last time. I should look it up and make sure that I'm doing it right. And indeed it was seven eggs. So Ah, I think that's what I did wrong. That's what it
0: is. Can you do anything with that though? I mean, Oh, sure. (laughs) You just eat it.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) But it just wasn't right, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just wanted to, I don't know, figure out what the heck I was doing wrong. Yeah. but um been making lots of salads, you know, that. I read something on the Internet, and, you know, it never lies, ever. Oh, I know. <laughs> Gospel. Yes, but um, just about keeping salad greens. And um, they said, and you probably know this, and you probably do this, but I just haven't when I buy lettuce at the store which um we're just to a point now where i don't have to do that anymore but they said to wrap it in a paper towel like when you buy herbs and you get yeah. home you wash them and then you wrap them in a paper towel yeah and they said to do that and they and the leaves do last a lot longer when i do that yeah i don't know why i hadn't thought of that before i think because they're you know so often like a spring mix like a loose mix yeah it's not like a bundle of herbs that it's easy to wrap but if i just stick a, a paper towel in there and um if it gets you know pretty damp change it out um, yeah that, that really makes them last a lot longer
0: yeah i think it i think that that's a i think that that is a good discipline <laughs> to to unpack your groceries and immediately deal with all your produce yeah. appropriately yeah. everything gets washed and put in the right place <laughs> and blah 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 blah. and i actually wrap uh, stuff like that in a Uh, bus towel you know like a bar towel that I wet I get it wet and wring it really 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 as much as I can okay and then wrap whatever greens are happening in that and they last for a really long time in the uh, produce drawer okay but it requires me to deal with it right away yeah and I don't know what the deal is I would love to blame this on my uh my parents my lo- <laughs> my long lost parents but i i don't think it's really their fault that i am so undisciplined about that by the time i get home from shopping mm-hmm. i'm just not in the mood yeah. i mean i'm lucky that i put everything away I let know, alone let alone and speaking of the internet that never lies i see these uh, like uh, uh, little YouTube shorts where people are putting everything in like appropriate containers. Everything, yeah, yeah. everything gets washed with like vinegar or baking soda and water. And I'm just like, really, yeah. really, yeah, really. Yeah.
1: I remember, you know, work, working in restaurants. We were so careful with produce because there's so much that can go wrong with it, you know. And yes. so I just remember getting cantaloupes and putting those in tubs of vinegar water and yeah, and everything, you know, just just super super careful and. If I'm, you know, at home, I'm like, I don't need to wash these strawberries. (laughs) I'm just like, they're a little crunchy, but
0: (laughs) I'm just going to build up uh, my immune system. I'm building antibodies. (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) But also, you know, the reason that we do that in uh, restaurants is because not just because of, uh, food safety, but also because uh, you can't afford to waste stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you have to take very yeah. precious care of everything yeah. and use it appropriately in the right order. You can't like uh, leave that package of chicken in the back of the hydrator drawer until... <laughs> That's called the vegetable graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I have some chicken that is uh, going to have to be, uh, I don't know boiled for a really long time now you
1: you got a little dog oh i do
0: i have a giant dog yeah it's true but it's
1: because of the chicken yeah right <laughs> i tried to make strawberry shortcake last night but um i went to you know get everything and somebody had eaten the shortcake and somebody had eaten the ice cream <laughs>
0: You know, you have people that sneak
1: into your house and eat things because I know it's not Dale. Oh, it was not me, anyway. <laughs> or I would have known about it anyway. Um, so all we did is just this thing that that we did as kids, and I hadn't thought about it in you know since like the Eisenhower administration. <laughs> and it was just you just um, take strawberries and dip them in sugar and eat them. Oh, oh it was man. so good.
0: Oh, I bet it was it such was. like a kid thing
1: to do. You know?
0: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw a recipe. Uh, for uh, strawberry shortcake they're everywhere now the, yeah. the recipes proliferate and i think you and i both like the slightly sweetened biscuit style mm-hmm. of, of uh, actual shortcake kind as of pony yeah, yeah 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 it's not
1: angel food cake yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah. and um and this one was from uh, melissa clark and it was I not love her i do too and i the the uh, scone recipe she used was very similar to uh, Ina Garten's uh, scone recipe and the Silver Palette Girls, which is just basically a lovely drop scone mm-hmm. with a little bit of sugar in yeah. it and maybe a dusting of sugar on top yeah. when they come out. Anyway, uh, the thing that she did that was different was uh, she macerated some strawberries with a little sugar and mushed them up mm-hmm. and let them sit for about 30 Minutes mm-hmm. and stirred them into the the biscuit Fresh. dough. Oh, really? And then baked it so okay. that you had strawberry scones essentially. Oh, really? Then split and layered with strawberries and whipped cream. Okay, that's a good idea, huh? Yeah, interesting. Worth yeah. trying yeah. right now because we do have plenty of berries. Well, and
1: then um, I talked to um, the berry guy that has that stand at Rice out there across from the Kia de- dealership, Keeler dealership. <laughs> <laughs> and um he says that um hoods are done today might be the last day for Straw because the strawberry season is so short this year and boy they were good i mean i had some hoods that were so outstanding and same things just those suxans we had last night oh they were so good but so today it's um i have to think and by think i mean look at my piece of paper there's um tillamooks and oh. pugets which are just like uh good like um keeper berries you know they they don't turn to mush or anything and then if he can find some and he thinks he can some shucks since he was picking up berries today when i talked to him and then tomorrow um we'll start mary's peak but um it's just a few more days for strawberries if if even that and then the the hoods have been done now for almost a week yeah so so, it's such a short season but he says we're about six days away from raspberries and blueberries that's great about two weeks away from blackberries oh so there's a lot to look forward to yes there is (laughs) yes there is
0: and uh you can make short Cake out of all of those oh things. yeah definitely. and also stone hell fruits. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah.
1: well and mixing stuff is good too yeah definitely cherries oh. i love strawberries and cherries together i know
0: that's i do too uh, but it's a little early for cherries i think i mean no,
1: there's some i've seen them
0: with, lo- with my are, own eyes are they local i mean i see They're them coming in the from, stores from the valley yeah okay I need to double-check. Last time I looked, they were like $25 a pound or
1: something. (laughs) Isn't everything, though? But, you know, when
0: the prices are that high, Mm -hmm. you know that they're not ready to eat. I mean, you know, they they showed up too early, and they're rare, and they're going to charge you too much, and then you're going to be disappointed because they're not peak. So uh, just, you know, pass them by. Uh, We have to retrain our producers. (laughs) I mean, not (laughs) our producers, but, you know, our... uh, uh, stores mm-hmm. to not bring us things that aren't delicious and charge us too much for them. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know. Okay. And actually, I'm the worst. <laughs> it would be an ideal. Because I've thing. already admitted on the radio that I've been trying uh, corn on the cob for you know, like I, I yeah. buy two a week. March. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they showed up, which was only three months before they're due to <laughs> be good, oh. uh, and and I. You know, I cook two a week, and they're starting to get good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. Yeah,
1: I um, I've been thinking about farming. You know, just yeah. just what farmers go through. Yeah, you know, when you say there's the early stuff and the better stuff, and and um, the reason I was thinking about it is, you know, that blackberry bog farm out there. Yeah, I mean that's a great place, and I I think that the the people that run it are really nice, and they they do what they have to do and also what they love to, to make it a success. You know, they sell the hanging baskets, they've got dinners, you know, they've got CSAs, everything, just whatever they can do to make the income they need to live off of, you know, and, and I admire that. But um, there's so much that can go wrong with farming. What's that thing talking tombstones, you know, that they have yeah. at Halloween? Have you ever gone to that? No, I haven't. It's so interesting. So uh, this is clearly a, a little rabbit trail, but <laughs> they um they have actors portray people who are in the, the is it Evergreen Cemetery yeah. there? Um, so some of those tombstones are really old, and, and they, they talk about their lives. And the thing that always struck me is how many children they lose. we That just doesn't happen anymore, you know. But also how hard their lives are. And and really, it's just so much was left to fate, you know, that we can control now with things like antibiotics and hospitals and things like that. But, but um, farming, there's just so many variables. Like, I remember... Um, Teresa Retzlaff is a friend of mine, and one year she just lost all of her starts because she's an organic farmer. She got some organic soil from someplace, and it had, um, what's the word, composted um, pine needles, which is a good thing oh. in in soil except they weren't fully composted and so when they aren't fully composted they suck all the nitrogen out oh. and so all her everything died that year and and it was just something she couldn't control the people who made the dirt were new to making dirt you know and they didn't know that and so um, there's just all these variables but the people out at Blackberry Pog Farm, oh my gosh, so um, one of their steers and one of their cows got out, they have these fluffy Scottish really pretty cow uh-huh. type animals <laughs> and um, ate All the broccoli and all the lettuce just took a walk through the entire place, and they were big enough, you know, and hungry enough that they, or not hungry enough, but you know, they hadn't had lettuce. You know, it's like a kid in an ice cream store, not hungry, but still gonna, you know, eat his weight and a half (laughs) when everything's free. And so, but isn't that something? Can you imagine if you're a farmer and you woke up and I mean, they have CSAs that they need to deliver and everything, but and have, have that happen? Oh man, I feel so bad for them.
0: It, I, you know, and I don't really think that having uh, livestock eating crops is all that rare, yeah. but uh, it would be almost worse if it was somebody else's cow that broke in. And, I mean, <laughs> yes. who, who can yeah. you blame it on when it's yours, yeah. you know, yes, but yes. oh gosh, it's tragic. I know. I feel so bad. And we're oh. very lucky that um, we're, we as consumers, and not farmers, <laughs> we're lucky about that, but mm-hmm. also... That uh, we have so many farmers, new and uh, established farmers, Mm -hmm. right here in our county, in the county across the river, in our listening area that um, bring us fabulous. instantly wonderful food, and that, you know, if you do a CSA from any of the farms around here, you know that you are eating something that got harvested that Mm -hmm. morning Mm -hmm. that you pick it up, and it's actually in season. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we're really lucky about that. I think you can
1: always find out about CSAs at the um, food web, web northcoastfoodweb.org. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely,
0: northcoastfoodweb.org, and by the way, kmun.org both really um, informative and um, inspirational and uh, entertaining websites. <laughs> so go into both of them at your convenience and uh, look around. They're great. And they're both uh, nonprofit websites. Uh, other than urging you to donate, they're not going to ask you to buy anything. So <laughs> yeah. I think that it's uh, really <laughs> worthy. And and I should, I guess, right now say that K- KMUN is a... Uh, co-production of K of KMUN Community Radio and North Coast Food Web. So, um, before we leave the uh, subject of corn, I don't even know if we're leaving the subject of corn, we but never uh, will. We we're, we're <laughs> staying here. Darn it! Um, I did want to tell you about this uh, recipe I found. From It's a K-Chun recipe, and um, it's a sweet corn salad with buttermilk vinaigrette, and uh, this is one of those recipes that I save because I like a component of it. I mean, I love fresh corn salad, absolutely, and and corn salsa and all that stuff, but I have never made a, a buttermilk vinaigrette before. And so okay. I, I saved the recipe just because of that. No,
1: I think of buttermilk dressing as a buttermilk dressing and vinaigrette as not having buttermilk or sour cream or mayonnaise or. dairy. I think of yeah, those two dairy, things as, uh, as mutually exclusive. Isn't yeah. that funny?
0: Well, sorta, but. How's, what's the recipe? What What is it? It's just got uh, it's got it's olive oil, buttermilk, a little sour cream, dill, shallots, garlic, and then the salad itself is uh, fresh corn, just cut off the cob. Raw, and uh, cucumbers, and a ton of fresh herbs. That just sounds like ranch dressing. Yeah, it kind of does sound yeah. like ranch dressing. Although the, I think that the, to me the um, uh, amounts that you mix are a little. It's going to be thinner. Like you put it in okay. a thing, and uh, you know. So it's uh, not thick
1: like ranch, but it's yeah. thin like a vinaigrette. That's yeah. why they call it a vinaigrette. Okay, got I guess it. That's it. I, I it. guess <laughs> that's why. I'm so
0: contrary. <laughs> Well, you know I'm just looking at this though and I realize that uh oh yeah, no it doesn't have it's a they call it a vinaigrette, but it doesn't have any vinegar in it liar. Was it the internet that told you that? (laughs) No, it was Kay Chan. But was it on the internet? Oh yeah. (laughs) But it was also in her cookbook that I'm too cheap to buy. So. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'm you know I'm slowly divesting my uh, cookbook library into yours. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) No, but because I know you don't have any enough. (laughs) I know you don't have enough. You must have room for a couple more. Oh, I've got a problem. It's a cookbook (laughs) problem. (laughs) <laughs> it's a good problem. You actually use them.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I got um, a new baking book called Ooh La, La and I'm I'm pretty excited to start cooking out of that. I lent it to a friend because I knew it's going to really be really really busy for a couple weeks and not be able to start something new. But oh, I'm pretty excited to. Who wrote that? Do you know? Uh, somebody French. <laughs> yeah. I wish that I could no, remember okay. but I don't Do you remember that one French cook cook cookbook <laughs> you'd think by now I'd be able to say the word cookbook. That one French cookbook that it was about fruit, it was by Grolet. What's his first name? Uh, I'm not gonna remember. But it had that absolutely unreadable font and it was about oh fruit. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. yes. And each each um each chapter, each each Fruit. The font was in the color of the fruit, so banana and pineapple and lychee nut were absolutely unreadable because it was a, a super weird outer that. space font. And then it was yellow print on white. Okay, so,
0: well, you know we can tell who had editors and who didn't. Oh,
1: exactly. <laughs> but he's he's got three books now, and they're all exactly the same. It's oh my really gosh. something. But anyway, so I I there's a, a baking magazine I like, and so say it's by. Perkins media so now there's a letter of course from the editor the Perkins guy I'm I'm not using his real name because I'm gonna like you know diss him anyway (laughs) then there's a 12 page spread on his kitchen remodel and he's saying it's it's a baker's kitchen but it's all open shelving so every time you sift flour you got to dust everything yeah and it's all hammered copper antique pans those are not baking things you know so a 12 page spread on his kitchen remodel. And then there's a two-page spread on his auntie and these muffins that she has. She he's calling them like home egg muffins, but they look like something out of like the little teeny boxes of stuff I can't name cuz we're non-profit radio, <laughs> but but just I mean, it's it's they're nothing that should be in a baking magazine. I mean, they're 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 just horrible little muffins and it was just the whole magazine was just like this big old patting himself on the back thing it was really something but the thing that made me sure that I was right about what I was feeling is one of the 12 pages had a picture of his kitchen counter and he had that book that Grolet book that you (laughs) cannot read sitting out (laughs) on it. and I'm like see see there is no way he read that book because it is impossible Uh, to rest my case (laughs) I mean I took that book to so many of my friends and I'm like read the title just the title great big giant font of this, and it was tangerine tart, and nobody could do it in less than seven seconds. I timed everybody like to see, and it was you that did it in seven seconds. Everybody else took like ten. it was just unreadable. it was horrible, and that, that was book a was, was on book. the counter, I'm like, oh." <laughs> I'm not buying this magazine anymore. That's it.
0: (laughs) They've had their. They've had their. I'm so right. (laughs) Hey, um, you you make dumplings. I know you do. Okay. And um, I just saw a recipe from Hetty McKinnon uh, recently, and I haven't tried it, but it has three things I really, really love in it. Okay. Uh, Good tomatoes, Mm -hmm. dumplings. Uh, like uh, pot sticker type dumplings, okay. and chili crisp. <laughs> oh yeah, I
1: always put chili crisp on dumplings. But tomatoes, like, are you talking good canned tomatoes or no, fresh
0: tomatoes? Fresh, because this is actually the recipe is a tomato salad with dumplings in it. And chili crisp, um, that which
1: sounds good, but I've never thought of doing anything with dumplings and tomatoes. Me ever. either,
0: uh, or dumplings in a salad so- no, sort uh-uh. of thing no. ever. Um, so the they're using the. Um, Pot stickers. T- she actually goes. Just use the frozen pot stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you know, for most of us, that that's we don't need to be told that. No. <laughs> we, we would just open the freezer and do it. Uh, but anyway, you're putting the tomatoes. Uh, you're using uh, fresh basil and just a lot of you know salt and pepper, and toss the tomatoes and set them aside and let them start juicing up a little bit. Okay. And then uh, you make your vinaigrette with uh, chili crisp. And it's just rice vinegar and soy sauce and um, uh, chili crisp, okay. basically. Uh, and then and that e- sounds good. You are frying the dumplings, okay? So just fry them in a little oil in a sauté pan, and then um, you're going to put the warm dumplings over the tomato salad and drizzle it with the vinaigrette and eat it immediately. Okay, and it just sounds yeah. really. Good. You know, it,
1: it's pretty close to when I when I eat dumplings what I most often do is I just boil them and I, I get smaller like chicken and cilantro dumplings that, that that are easy to boil. They boil in like two minutes rather than going through all the frying. Yeah. And so I, I boil them and then I put, um, uh, chili crisp and soy sauce in a bowl and I mix them together. So maybe it's, one part chili crisp two parts soy sauce but it's maybe closer to 1 to 1 and then a lot of green onions and a lot of cilantro and sometimes i i cut up half a cucumber and i mix that in with all the chili crisp and the soy sauce and then i dump the dumplings in there and so it's pretty it's close the i same just, thing. just doesn't have the vinegar
0: it's and a tomato away yeah but i love me.
1: rice vinegar i mean i should try rice vinegar in there because i bet especially if i put cucumbers in there i bet that yeah. would be really good
0: oh cucumbers with any of this kind of thing are just the icing on the cake I think really just delicious I can't wait I mean we're just it's so close it's so close hey have you ever used the shelf stable gnocchi no
1: no, in fact, I mean, I hardly ever make gnocchi, and I don't know why.
0: I. D- why do you think? Why am I? Uh, well, I know why I don't. I don't know why you don't. <laughs> I don't because there's shelf-stable gnocchi. That's why.
1: <laughs> what? Are no, you- I didn't even know that there were. Yeah, they
0: are. Uh, they're vacuum-packed, and they're just on a shelf. Okay. At, like pasta. Okay. And um, I have been seeing more and more and more recipes for uh, using those uh, you, you know how you click on one thing and then pretty soon that's all the that yes the the internet the computer's is like that's you. the only thing she wants to know <laughs> about is shelf stable milky yeah and here's another hundred and fifty recipes they're all essentially the same yes, anyway yes. <laughs> the one that i that really stuck out to me and made me purchased some more shelf stable gnocchi was uh using the gnocchi for a substitute in a panzanella salad instead of bread oh, really? which uh, you know sounds delicious and also then gluten-free probably i'm not sure if gnocchi no, has I put, flour i put flour
1: in it when i make it okay. not not more potato than flour yeah but there's okay flour. so it's not i don't gluten-free. know what would bind it but maybe you could make them with rice flour i, I don't, don't know
0: no i'm not going to make them Okay.
1: Well, yeah, because you got to make each individual
0: one. I know. I and didn't I, get where I am today from <laughs> <laughs> making each individual gnocchi. And signing them because they're works of art. <laughs> yeah. I love gnocchi, and I will uh, eat it in a restaurant where I know yeah. that they make it. Yeah. But you know, uh, you know what my mom used to say: "I made the money to buy it myself." <laughs> I like her so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: panzanella—you know, just a bread salad, yeah, with tomatoes and uh, fresh herbs and all of that good stuff—and and, uh, and uh, pan-seared gnocchi, just toasted. You know, in a like cast I iron. I think that skillet would be really good. I think it would be great.
1: Because if there's anything wrong with panzanella, it's the bread. It just gets too much dressing in it, and it's too like.
0: Either way, I think you've got to eat it right away. Yeah, yeah. It's not one of those, like it's not like pasta salad where you can have leftovers and it even gets better.
1: Yeah. Well, and it could, I mean, you could actually have a conversation because you didn't have to gobble it down. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be slower and soaking everything up, you yeah, know. That yeah, sounds, yeah, It sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so my friend Georgia, she does this thing when she, um, I really like flanking ribs. So it's oh, just yeah. short ribs cut a certain way where like they're not Korean like ribs style, exactly. Right? So they're thin strips with a lot of little discs of bone in them. I really like those. They grill up super fast, they're tasty. So my friend Georgia um when she makes them kind of Korean style, you know, when you marinate them in yeah. a, a typical bulgogi type, you know, marinade what she does is the marinade is expensive a lot of marinades are expensive she boils it up for 10 minutes and then sticks it in the freezer and she uses it again oh really yeah so i thought okay i'll try that so i tried it last night and um uh it wasn't the same and and i thought about it pretty hard um i think that that so when i um have i have a recipe for a marinade and it's um for four pounds of flank ribs, and so then I measured its volume, and then when I was done, I measured its volume, and it was seventy-five percent of what it was. So I just used three pounds of ribs. That makes sense to me, the math. And um, um, anyway, they they weren't they weren't very they weren't salty. There wasn't enough salt, oh. and I, I started thinking. I think what happens is all the soy sauce gets sucked into the first batch, and that the other stuff is there. But I think that's probably the part that's gone. And so it makes sense that different things would act differently solvent-wise and, you know, suck into the meat at a different rate. And so, that nah, it didn't work for me. I didn't I didn't like the outcome. It, they were pretty dull. Do you think you could just
0: add some soy back in and use what's left?
1: I could, but I, I would have to, like, do it a couple times to figure out what yeah. was getting used, and I just don't think that's worth it to yeah. me. I don't, uh, yeah, soy is expensive, too. Well, no, no. I mean, um, it's not that—I don't know. It's just— if it worked and it tasted the same, I would do it. But it tasted quite duller. Yeah, no. and so I, I'm just I'm not going to do yeah. it. Yeah.
0: and it's not hard to make up a, a little batch of that marinade. No, no, no. For no. You know, for one time, no, it's not difficult. No. So, <sighs> uh-huh. <laughs> you've
1: been making anything else?
0: Oh, uh, I don't. You know, last night I made BLTs. Ooh, but oh, they're my so husband, good. Yeah, and, and because the teas are so... You can get really good tomatoes right now. Yeah. And um, I'm married to someone who, by the way, I love very, very, very yeah. much. Yeah, He likes his tomatoes peeled. Really? Yes. Which is why we very rarely eat cherry tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Peel me a grape. <laughs> I know. A grape tomato, even worse. So... Uh, Yes, but, huh. um, I, and, you know, it's not hard. I mean, you just get a little saucepan of water boiling, and you dip them for, like, a 10-count, not even. Yeah. You know, five seconds, pull yeah. them out, and then they and then they just love to slip right out of their little skins, yeah. but uh, it is it's another It's just thing. another step. Yeah, and, and then... And, and, and generally
1: yeah. when you're making BLTs, you don't want another step. You're yeah. like, we're having BLTs for dinner. Yeah.
0: And like, hey, if the bacon gets the fried. Wor- the, <laughs> the easiest dinner in the world, I don't even think it's dinner, but a, a BLT, a baked potato and fruit salad. That, that was it. Yeah. You know, I was like, <laughs> I am not cooking. Oh, what a, what that's a, so
1: funny that you do potatoes and fruit salad because I just do the sandwich because I figure there's a carb, there's meat, there's
0: vegetables. You're good to go. That's, <laughs> that's true. <your> dinner. <laughs> I almost didn't make the fruit salad because I was like, well, let and tomatoes but then I, <laughs> I, I was like oh no this looks meager feels <laughs> used to meager we uh we are out of time linda perkins Aww. i'm sad oh we need a theme song we're leaving
1: all right i'm driving my vegetables i'm driving my green edibles i started kind of low driving my vegetables <laughs> around I am driving my broccoli, I'm driving my cauliflower, driving a bushel of the corn home. You know, I wrote that song and I wrote it when um my nephew had a little thing that he drove around that he put potatoes in and my mom <laughs> didn't find it till like 9 months later and it was very rotten. <laughs> oh On that note, <laughs> bye-bye.
0: Have a great day. <laughs>